Hello, everyone, and welcome to or welcome back to the Purposely Venting podcast. My name is Tony, for those of you who do not know, and it is on this podcast that we believe that through the gift of talking aloud, we are able to uncover what needs to be uncovered and understand what needs to be understood. It is also my belief that no one outside of you is living your experience, so no one has all the answers for your life. But if you go in, seek what you need to seek, and also listen to things that help you spark that curiosity that is already there to help you to point more to yourself it is my belief that you will win and you will win that more abundantly but yes how's everybody's week started how was the weekend uh thanksgiving just passed i'm so grateful that it's over i don't know about y'all but it's like the holiday times be stressful it's like a game of musical chairs like you want to like <laughs> you like who else am i going over to especially if you're not around your family i feel for those people who are not around their family who have to like rely on friends or um, extended family, so to speak, to like, okay, where I'm going, because I don't want to be all alone and, you know, ruminating in this victim type mindset. I definitely had one of those, but I was very grateful that I was able to spend it with my bonus family and be able to just uh, relax and have a good time and eat some good food and be amongst um, loved ones. And yeah. So, yes, this weekend was definitely good. I'm very grateful it's over and. <laughs> I'm grateful that it's a new day, a new a new week that is upon us and we're able to create things and change life that more abundantly. But yeah, let's get into the gratitude. So I'm so grateful today for mindset shifts. Um, I didn't know for the longest time that we can actually do these, but we, we, we most certainly can. Mindset shifts are beast mode. Like you can change them. You ain't got to stick with the same mindset and there is something else beyond the mindset that you carry. So I am very, very grateful to be able to shift my mindset and change things for my benefit and the benefit of those who love me and surround me. Um, yeah. So in our affirmation for this week is life is not happening to me. Life is happening through me. So through you, meaning that through the beliefs, through the feelings, all of that that you hold within or you practice on a daily basis is what you will see materialize in your day-to-day experiences. So it is worth, it is worth investigating your inner state, investigating your beliefs and mindsets. It's worth feeling the feelings that you have. It's worth sharing your experience with someone. If you are having a hard time with different belief systems and it's worth, you know, feeling just, I would say it's worth just feeling those feelings because So many times we hold them down and they do nothing for us when they're held down. So I'm so grateful to be able to give you that affirmation that life is not happening to me. It's happening through me so that you can be more of a champion in your life and show up taking responsibility and responding and actualizing great steps to be able to get you to a place that you need to be. But with that, we will hop right into the podcast. All right, so let's get into it. So we're going to continue on this topic that we have been kind of like creating this trend for the channel or for this podcast channel. Oh my gosh. Um, And that is femininity and the cultivation of it. So before we actually get into the topic, femininity or another branch of that femininity is all about cultivation, creating an environment that is sustainable, kind of like a pH balance. You're more on the alkaline side to be able to put seeds into your earth and be able to grow things from Um, just that healthy environment that you have. Um, 
And I wanted to like give a little bit of backstory on this because we're going to be talking about with, you know, cultivation, femininity, we're talking about creating that love within yourself, creating love within yourself. Think about that. Think about how you feel when you hear that and the scary feelings that come up, the happy feelings that come up, the curiosity that come up. Don't overlook those feelings, but think about it. So my story is pretty much like I have this sort of relationship pacification, if you will. So from a young age, I learned in order to feel good within, I had to go and seek a relationship with someone, primarily in romantic relationships. And sometimes it'll be platonic friendships, but primarily in romantic relationships. So if I didn't want to feel all the feelings that were trying to rise up or come up inside of me, it would be nothing for me to go out and seek some form of relationship so that I can pacify those feelings. So I won't have the feeling. The problem with this, I mean, obviously with, without even saying the issue with this is that I'm not necessarily, there's feelings behind it. So I'm not necessarily dealing with the feelings that are um, trying to present themselves or trying to come up. I am pacifying it by putting a person in place um, or putting using a person as a wall, so to speak. So I won't have to feel this um, sadness, this anger, this frustration, this insecurity, this lack of feeling unworthy, this lack of feeling like I'm not enough. Um, and this has been years and years in the making. You can all, you can also say, or um, you can, all, you can say that I was addicted to it, that excitement, the excitement of a new relationship, because all the feelings are turning. You don't have to like deal with anything. Everything is great. And for my ladies who know, you know, or for my men who know, you know, and what this does pretty much what this does for me personally. And what I feel like a lot of people would agree with me is that when you do have a relationship or you seek to have a relationship all the time, you are pretty much putting someone else in charge of making you feel good. You're putting someone in charge of making you feel good and it works. It, it absolutely positively works. It works if you, for a little bit, it works for a little bit. It doesn't work for the rest of your life because obviously that is a huge burden to place on anybody outside of yourself. If I had someone in my life and I'm my sole reason for having them there is make sure you entertain me, make sure I'm okay. Make sure I'm set. Um, and they, they, they can't meet up to this, then of course you, you, you know, feelings do start to come up. So this is what it looks like. It's so powerful. So you meet someone, everything is great. Everything's working just fine because this person is meeting all your expectations and needs. You know, you're in the honeymoon phase and everything's great. And then all it takes is for that person to make one little minor move. And then the whole ship sinks. So what that, what happens is you start to feel the feelings that you have been trying to avoid even before you met this person. So all of those feelings spill out and they become, instead of things that you needed to work on or things that you never addressed, it becomes that person's fault because that person changed, which is inevitable. People change. But instead of you dealing with that turmoil, you um you push it down and this person helps you to push it down. But the moment they start to move because people have to get back to life, you can't stay in that honeymoon phase forever or um, constant because you can definitely prolong it for as long as you want, but it's not a constant state. So the feelings come up. So obviously what happens if you, you start to blame this person and then there is a form of sabotaging, which is something that I know very, very much about. I've definitely sabotaged a lot of relationships, not because I wanted to sabotage the relationships, but because I had beliefs within myself 
within myself, feelings within myself, um, different things that I would tell myself. Like I wasn't worthy. I wasn't enough. I don't trust people. This is not okay. You know, any and everything, all of these feelings will come up and it'll spill out. So obviously with me saying those things, my mind is so powerful. It's going to go out and try to Get, look for evidence of those things. So I'm going to shut down the love that I was giving this person. Or I'm going to start acting quote unquote different, which I'm not acting different. I'm, I was just covering up what I usually act like because I was trying to reel that person in. But yeah, so this has been my story for like all of these years. Um, and you know, I had to come to the conclusion that it wasn't the person who I was dealing with. It was the mindsets and the belief systems that I had behind it, you know, trying to, to do that. Um, so yeah, you're going to run them off and you're going to be constantly in the same situation. If you don't create this sense of stability, this sense of love, this sense of ease within yourself. Um, and when it comes to feminine cultivation, like what I mean is like, how do you feel when you go inside? How do you feel when you're just sitting alone and you have nothing to do for the day. Are you anxious? Are you constantly looking at your phone? Are you wanting to do something? Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling blue? What's going on in those times where it's just you and your thoughts? You know, like for instance, I'm recording this on a Sunday and Sundays are usually my quiet days. Sundays are the days that I get ready for the week, but primarily it's, it's, it's a very quiet day. I just chill in the house with me and my kids and, you know, we just get ready for the week or, you know, whatever, whatever. But primarily Sundays are very quiet days. And for the longest, Sundays were not very pleasant to me because no one is around and um, all of these feelings and dark beliefs will come up and so on and so forth. So it's, it's a matter of asking yourself, how is your feminine cultivation? And just to give a little bit more, I know I talked about a little bit um, in the beginning, but you know, this podcast is all about building love within yourself. So love within yourself, of course, is, is getting to a place where you have great soil within yourself and you're able to plant and build and grow and chop and, and, and add and take away and all the other stuff within yourself without any I wouldn't say without any trouble, but it's, it's a place of being like, you're able to do these things naturally because you, you know that you are operating from a place within you that is out of love. So a good example of building love within yourself is allowing yourself to feel the feelings, um, not get caught up in the feelings to where you become the feelings. There's a good distinction between the two. And it's up to you to figure that out for yourself, but not necessarily ruminating in the feeling that you're feeling, but more so addressing the feeling. Someone said this, and I thought it was very powerful. She said that whenever she would experience some form of pain in her life, like within her body, she would like feel that part of her body. And she would start talking to that part of her body, almost like you would talk to a plant because your body is like a plant in so many ways, but she would like talk to this part of her body and she would resolve what was going on based on her giving that part of her body the attention. And I, I definitely go through this place within um, my spiritual journey, my self-love journey, where I will feel a sense of tightness in my body. Um, almost like I'm holding that place because I'm wounded there. And I was, I'll have to like slowly but surely like open up and then feel whatever the feeling is behind there as opposed to like ignoring it. And a lot of people like to like 
they like to do affirmations when they're cultivating a sense of like love within themselves. But I will tell you this, if you're trying to affirm, going straight forward into affirming, it's great to affirm. Affirmations are key, they're bay. But if you're trying to go straight to affirming um, rather than dealing with the beliefs and the feelings that you have, then it's probably not going to last that long because you're in a desperate place of trying to, okay, if I keep saying fast enough and I ignore what's going on, then it, it'll change, it'll change. No, it won't. It will, even if it changed for a little bit, it'll always resort back to the natural state because you haven't dealt with um, turning the soil. You haven't dealt with uprooting the weeds. You know what I mean? So when you when you are going into a place of, love or you're trying to cultivate a place of love the first thing that you want to do is feel like dig up everything that's going on I mean not at once you know deal with things as they come up for you and if you need assistance you know there's a bunch of YouTube videos or there's also therapy there's many different modalities that you can try in order to help you but I I typically just like the feel I don't know if I'm, I don't know I feel like you don't need a doctor well I don't want to say that I'm gonna just I would just say it like this. In order to be healthy, you don't need to, you don't need a doctor. You eat healthy, you practice um, healthy routines. That's not saying that doctors don't hold their place. And I definitely believe in medicine, but you don't need the doctor just to be healthy. You have to practice certain things and put yourself in a certain place in order to maintain health and uh, wellness and not eating the way that your family or your bloodline eats because obviously you're going to keep manifesting those different diseases when you are constantly partaking in certain food habits and stuff. So you don't need a doctor to be healthy, just like you don't need a therapist to uh, feel. Some people do, and I don't discount that. I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm not a therapist. So go according to your own, you know, do whatever you feel is good for you. But yes, so I have three things that I've done or I'm doing constantly to cultivate a sense of love. And I know these things may sound a bit cliche, but if you roll with me, you roll with me and you'll understand. If you don't understand it now, you can re-listen to this later and you'll understand as time goes by. So the first thing I put on here is meditation. Meditation, I feel, is given a bad note. So like if you are, if you're trying to meditate and you're feeling sad obviously, or you're feeling anxious, obviously you're not going to be able to turn your mind off because you are in so much pain, spiritually, emotional, mental pain. So how are you able to turn off your mind and be able to have a good, deep sense of meditation? No, you have to figure out what meditation is for you. And what meditation has been for me as of late, it's been me sitting with myself. Sometimes my mind goes extremely quiet and everything just gets really balanced. But most of the time, meditation for me is actually having inner dialect with myself, focusing on the topic and, and, and taking myself through that topic. Not um, Some people like to do chanting and I've done that too, where you know you say something or a phrase or a word or anything of that nature over and over again, or make a sound over and over again. And those have their place too. But if you are dealing with something, say for instance, you're dealing with sadness or anger or frustration, and you're trying to like put something on top of that, it's not going to work. Like your house is not going to, it's not going to stand up. There's a scripture in the Bible. You don't put new wine into old wineskins because the wineskins will burst. 
you first get new wineskins and you put new wine into the wineskin so it can be able to sustain itself. And that's what meditation is for me. It's creating a sense of new wineskins. I have to go in and deal with what's going on. If I'm feeling sad and I can't work through it, just being walking about the day, I sit with myself and I meditate on what's going on within me. I go to the place in my body where it's feeling a certain way. And then I try to work my, I, I don't even try, I do work myself through um, what's going on in my body. And then at some point I get really, really quiet. And then there's an alkaline state. It's such an amazing experience. You get to this really like stable, peaceful place within yourself and it just works. So that's the first thing I do when it comes to cultivating a sense of love within myself. The second thing I have done or I have been doing um, consistently for I think like two weeks now and I'm used almost a little bit over actually two weeks, almost three weeks is I have changed my diet completely. So I've now been focusing day, day in and day out on doing more so of a plant-based diet. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm a vegan because I am not. Um, I eat plant-based. I haven't partaken any meat in the last almost three weeks because I noticed that meat um, makes me want to eat sugar and sugar makes me want to drink coffee. Just, it's a whole little spiral thing, you know, and food is information. Food is information. Food is not just for the enjoyment and the satisfaction of eating. Food is information. So if you're eating just anything or you're eating the food that you grew up on and then your parents grew up on and their parents grew up on, then you're, you're maintaining that information within yourself. And the chances of you coming to some type of emotional resolve, some type of emotional release, some type of spiritual opening or awakening is really slight. It's slight because you're practicing the same things that are, that have been oppressing our bloodlines, our families for eons. Well, not eons, but for years. Um, so I've been practicing that plant-based diet and it's nothing like it. Um, I think I stayed off of it for a long time because or I, I kind of didn't want to do it for a long time because I didn't want to lose weight and, you know, be the skinny girl that I am, you know, um, because I thought, okay, well, I attach my worth or me being wanted and accepted by men to my physical physique. And, you know, a lot of men are attracted to the physical physique, but I was getting kind of like, I don't know. I was doing it because it wasn't from a place of love. It was from a place of fear. It was definitely from a place of fear. Like if I lose this weight, I'm gonna lose my butt. I'm gonna lose my breast. Oh my gosh, no man is going to want me. Blah, blah, blah. And that's something that you probably have to deal with yourself. I I've definitely, I'm definitely working through it every single day and just finding more love for my body. Like every time I go in the mirror, I'm like, damn, I look good. Like I feel so good. I look so good. I'm so sexy. And then that energy is probably what's going to attract somebody in the first place. But I digress. <laughs> but yes, cultivating essence of love has come from changing my diet um, practices or changing my eating habits and then partaking in stuff that is more beneficial to my nervous system as opposed to things that stunt me or make me more anxious. I've even stopped drinking caffeine. It's been it's been a month since I've stopped drinking caffeine and I did that. And I told you guys about that. And that's not something I'm going back to because I, I don't have a choice on that one. Like worry, anxiety ridden is not, it's not a good look for me personally. So changing things up when it comes to what you intake into your body is beneficial, crucial, very important. If you want to build a sense of love within yourself, the last, but certainly not least thing for me to build this sense of cultivation and love within myself has been breathing OMG. I cannot tell you how much breathing has completely and totally shifted my awareness, how I show up in the world, 
the anxiety that I feel, the fear that I feel, all of these things. I didn't know that breathing was so important. Like I do this one, um, I do this one technique. Um, I forgot his name, but he is, yeah, I don't know his name. He's on YouTube and he does this breathing thing where he has you breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, you know, kind of in a fast pace that you wouldn't normally do. So it's like, you know, in a fast pace and then do that for like a minute. And then he has you hold your breath for one minute. And then he has you go back to breathing in that fast in and out pace. And then he has you hold your breath for a minute and a half. And then, oh yeah. So once he has you hold your breath for that minute and then a minute and a half, and then he goes back to doing it to a minute and a half. After you do that, he'll have you breathe in and hold your breath for 15 seconds. And it's been so powerful in shifting my, my mindset, my consciousness, my space of being, because it's like, it's, you know what? I will say this. It's so hard in the mind to achieve change when you've never experienced that change. So a lot of the times when you want to go and change something in your reality, you're going to be met with resistance because you don't know what's on the other side of the smoke mirror. You don't know if there's another way because you've never lived that way. So breathing what it's done to me, breathing and allowing that air to fill my space and then exhaling and allowing all of that anxiety to leave me. It's, it's, slowed me down number one and it's also helpful in getting rid of that fear that grips you because you you can't change there's change outside of what you've experienced there's there's a different way and it seems like there is no way because all like I said all you felt was this way this is all you've known for years and years and the, the thought of changing it is scary, but it's almost like I said in a, a previous podcast, jumping out of the plane, um, skydiving, you, you fearful at the top and you thinking all these thoughts, but the minute you jump, you release and you let go and you realize, Hmm, this is euphoric. This feels great. I've never gotten onto a plane, but I've, I've, <laughs> I, I plan on doing it eventually sometime in my life, but I've heard from different people. I've even heard from someone on Thanksgiving. He said he did it and he experienced this, this huge release. Like it was like beautiful the way he was explaining it. But this is what breathing does. Like when you find yourself closing up or coming into a place where you feel like, Oh my God, Oh my God. Cause you're looking at the circumstances. Now I will say there's a difference between the circumstances and feelings within like belief systems. So if you're looking at the circumstances and you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, for instance, if you want to manifest, um, you want to manifest a new job, but no job is calling. You're looking at the, you know, the circumstances and your, your mind is about to start going based off of that. That's when the breathing comes in handy. You breathe through. And, and once you uh, activate that nervous system, the vagus nerve, you calming down and everything's kind of coming back to you being stable. Then you're able to assert some really good beliefs within there. And you're able to say, you know what? Everything is working out for my good. God got me. Everything is fine. I'm going to get the job. I'm going to be successful. I am successful. All things are working for my good. All things work for the benefit of those who believe and trust. Um, You know, you're able to get to that place. But, you know, breathing for me has been one of the number one things I feel to cultivate, to even start it off. Like meditation, absolutely. Yoga, absolutely. Changing diet, absolutely. But I feel like the thing that has bring, brought everything together and helped me to just be more beast mode with it has been my breath work. So do not sleep on breath work. If you can go find a video on YouTube to just take you through a breathing exercise, you will not regret it one bit. So yes, we have reached the end of our podcast. Um, I feel like everything kind of came together 
Um, if it didn't, you know, forgive me, but I promise if you listen through it again, it'll be a little bit better, but <laughs> thank you so much for spending this time with me and for allowing me to come into your space and just be able to talk to you and um, help you out and be with you in your experience just as much as I feel you in my experience. I just want to thank you so much for that. And I do not take it lightly. I'm very grateful to be able to share my gift with the world and my different perspective, my thinking brain and my feelings and stuff like that. But with that being said, we'll go ahead and end the podcast and we will check you all in the next one. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. <laughs>